everybody. How are y'all doing? I'm Michael, joined by Alex as always. How's it going? And this is Fallen Through Potholes, a podcast a podcast about video game plot lines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. And I am so tired, I almost forgot what our podcast was about, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> always a good way to start. Yeah, no, you know what? You're you're really matching the energy of the Super Mario Brothers movie right now. <laughs> This is appropriate. I don't know. I I think this movie's actually very frenetic in a way that's (laughs) disturbing, actually. Mm. (laughs) Need to go watch that again. That'll wake me up. How how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about this five times rewritten movie. (laughs) Even more than that. No, actually, no, no, no. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. No, I think it was like six. Yeah. Do I... I'm not going to fact check this. This is going to be long enough as is. Is the is the last like on the spot rewrite count as a rewrite, or is that just like is that just dumping band aids on bullet holes? That's dumping band aids on bullet holes. Yeah, I think tech. There, I know there are at least five. It's six because there's five scripts okay. on smbmovie.com, but the Drayman script's not on there, so it's oh, six. okay. But still, it's a lot. Yeah, a lot, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, I basically spent last night and also this morning watching the Super Mario Brothers movie. And now we're going to talk about this absolute fever dream of a movie. <laughs> now, uh, if I remember correctly, Alex, uh, you said you have, have watched this movie, but it hasn't been a long time? No, I have not watched the movie. I, I never have. I've only seen clips of it. So I'm familiar with what it looks like, what it sounds like. Hmm. Uh I even kind of have some idea of like where it goes, mm-hmm. um, but I've, I've never beheld its entirety. Yeah, makes sense. All right, then. Well, this will be very, very exciting. Now, before we get into this, I do want to mention that the version of movie that I watched is the Morton Jenkel cut, mm-hmm. a, a revised version of the film that adds 20 minutes of deleted scenes back into the film uh, that may or may not lead to a little bit of confusion if you are just watching, say, like a DVD copy of this. Mm. Uh, The reason why I say that is because they actually do a pretty good job of, like, noting which scenes are the deleted scenes uh, because they'll have, like, timing numbers on the bottom and whatnot. Mm. Uh, And these deleted scenes are definitely necessary. Well, most of them are necessary. Some of them Mm -hmm. are, like, a lady runs down a pipe for another 10 seconds that probably could have been cut. Right. Others are like, here's an actual character's motivation, so now it makes sense why they say betray the bad guy in the end. Mm. Uh, that brought, really should have been involved in a movie. Right, yep. Another thing is that uh, some of the musical choices are either extended or slightly changed in order to fill in the fact that these lead scenes obviously would not have had music in them. Right. Pre-production. Mm-hmm. Which means that this how I'm going to start this out might already not be accurate in terms mm-hmm. of like the tone they're trying to set. I it was done by a professional um, film restorationist, um, uh, Gary Gilchrist. So mm. I have no reason to feel like he's it he was taking uh, strong creative liberties or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I do want to put that forward. Fair enough. So getting into this movie, it starts with the classic Mario music playing while old timey scenes of dinosaurs eating things is going on. <laughs> yeah, it's it, just is it a real like oh okay sure. It's it's so weird to like lean into the dinosaur aspect of Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. given that that doesn't really show up until World, and it's basically just Yoshi. Yeah, right. I mean, like they do go to a place that's literally called Dinosaur Island, and there's a lot of dinosaur enemies. But yeah, it's like that's just one game. There's all the other games where they do all sorts of other fantastical things. Right. But yeah, sure, dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, dinosaurs were a big thing in 1993. True. Jurassic Park. Yep. So another thing I do like about this scene, though, is that the dinosaurs are claymation, which mm. I was 100% into. Mm-hmm. Now, the di- we find out this is Brooklyn 65 million years ago. And we also see the immediately get vaporized by a meteor. So Of course. Yep. Great. I-, I love that you can just have the meteor land anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, and then they were killed by the meteor that landed next to them mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. That's where it landed. 
nowhere else. <laughs> what do you mean there's evidence that it might have landed off the coast of Mexico? No, it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So immediately we see the title card just zoom in. Super Mario Brothers. Good. All metallic and stuff. Now we, fa- we flash forward to Brooklyn 20 years ago. A woman runs through the rain and leaves what appears to be a metal egg and a piece of rock attached to it on the steps of a church. The woman then runs away, and we see Dennis Hopper's King Koopa chase after her into the sewers. Uh, King Koopa in this basically just looks like a man in a suit whose uh, hair is done up almost like they're supposed to be sp- like blonde hair is done almost like their spines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's some like minimal prosthetic work, but he doesn't really look particularly dino-y in this for one reason or another. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he looks he looks kind of like a normal dude in many ways. Yeah. So the nuns back with the nuns. They open up uh the bundle to reveal the uh the metal egg to reveal that it's actually just a huge giant egg, which the nuns think is pretty cool. I guess the egg then hatches and it's a baby girl. And like you know, one of the nuns you know you know does a cross on her on her body and whatnot, and the rest are like. Well, I guess we're just going to raise this child now. Yeah, that's what nuns do. <laughs> it is what nuns do, yes. So, back in the sewer, the mysterious woman is running through it before King Koopa catches up to her, who's wearing, like, full like military uniform and everything, mm-hmm. and like, asks her where the rock is, only for the entire place to cave in. We then fast forward to the present day, and we cut to an apartment where we see a bunch of plungers mounted on the wall. Turns out this is the Mario Brothers office slash apartment. Luigi, once again played by John Leguizamo, is wearing a backwards baseball cap as he's watching shows about alternate dimensions and the spooky supernatural. Uh, Luigi is told a total believer in this. Mario, who's more pragmatic, is like, ah, that stuff is nonsense. It's bunk. Mario and Luigi have an argument about, well, no, but what if alternate universes do exist? Which Mario's like, well, we're going broke. We need to make money. So let's get on a job. So they get hired on a job at a restaurant, but and they have like nice brotherly banter between them. The banter between Leguizamo and Hoskins is incredibly good in this. Like mm. Hoskins plays once again an incredibly likable, lovable older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leguizamo is, I think, a little bit more all over the place, but he's also still pretty new in his career, so it's kind of understandable. Right. Yeah. But I really love their dynamic in this. It's maybe mm-hmm. my favorite part of it, and to the point where I'm just sad when they're not on screen. Right. I mean, that's good to nail, honestly, mm-hmm. and it's something I feel like the newer movie started off pretty strong with, but then kind of fell off just because they weren't in scenes together a lot. Yeah, no, they, they shuttled, shuffled off Mar- uh, Luigi into just, like, another room, and then went, all right, Mario. Yep. Princess Peach Do Mario tell- things. Yeah, Princess Peach is going to tell you how to not run into walls. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's too bad. It's too bad the 1993 movie does a better job of that. Yeah, a little bit. So at the restaurant, we find out that Mario has a rival by the name of Anton- Anthony Sc- uh, Scapinelli. Uh, Scapinelli is basically a mobster who runs Brooklyn and also runs a plumbing company. That's why not. Sure. Now, speaking of Scapelli, we also find out that he's into real estate. And apparently one of the building sites he has has been shut down due to dinosaur bones being dis- found there. So he immediately shows up and he's being, you know, greasy slime ball. I'm totally with the mob, you know, uh, like I'm going to you know, bury you with cement shoes sort of level. Mm-hmm. As he talks to the leader of the archaeology team, uh, archaeology team, I should say, a woman named Daisy. Uh, Daisy, portrayed by Samantha Mathis, is a woman with short blonde hair, uh, basically wearing, you know, what you would expect like an archaeologist to wear basically khakis and like hiking boots and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, no, dinosaur bones are here. If you stopped harassing me, we'd get off your job site. You can continue. And he immediately then threatens to murder her if she doesn't stop to dig by the night. He mentions that a bunch of girls have been going missing in Brooklyn. Be a real shame if she disappeared herself. She's immediately intimidated by this and tries to call up New York University, who's sponsoring the whole thing to give her more security, but they refuse. So... Daisy goes off to like basically find another phone to give make another phone call, and she's being tailed by two guys wearing suits th- that look like they're made out of crocodile skin, which immediately lets us know they're working with King Koopa, especially mm-hmm. because they don't seem to understand like human things like hot dogs. Like they come like one of the guys comes back. Uh, I believe it's Iggy and Spike Koopa is their name. Okay. 
Uh, and I think Iggy comes back and is like, they say it's made out of dogs, and they like eat the hot dogs and whatnot and stuff like that. So that gives you an idea it's of the humor they're good. going for. It's kind of good, actually. Once again, they improvise like the vast majority of the lines, and it's probably the best comedic writing in this entire thing. <laughs> so back at their office, uh, Mario is like, like they immediately arrive back and like their van breaks down. And Mario's like, oh, I'm going to go inside, get some water and whatnot. And like Luigi goes to make some calls to see if they have any jobs. Uh, on a nearby payphone when Daisy runs into him and he's immediately smitten. Mm. Uh, he hangs up, he hangs the phone up on a customer trying to get a hold of him uh, and just hands it to her so she can make the call, like officer change and whatnot. And he's just sort mm-hmm. of like awkwardly standing around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario like comes and like repairs the van, immediately sees this and starts giving him a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you should go talk to her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she like walks up to him and like thanks him. And he, like, Luigi immediately melts down, completely embarrassing himself, while Bob Hoskins' Mario just loves it. He's in the background, like, <laughs> grinning like a madman. So he offers her a ride, which she accepts, and Mario basically charms the hell out of her and acts as Luigi's wingman, and successfully mm-hmm. gives him a date. So at dinner that very night, we find out that it's a double date with Daisy, Luigi, Mario, and Mario's gir- girlfriend, Daniela, who's, like, the most stereotypical Italian person you've ever seen in a film. Okay. Uh, yep. As we find out, this dig site may have been related to a meteorite that wiped out the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. Daisy also reveals she's an orphan, which Luigi is startled by. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, You're an orphan? How is that? It's like, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> so we, it is revealed that Luigi is essentially an orphan as well. Like, basically, Mario raised him mm. and whatnot. He's like, Yeah, Mario's my mother, my dad, my brother, my cousin, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, there seems to be also a mild implication that they aren't actually biologically related, but that's right. never followed up on. Huh. Uh, and Mario and Daniel are like, oh, they seem to be getting along. How about we go ahead and leave early? Leave you two lovers alone. So Mario drops off Daniela at, back at her apartment. But unfortunately, Koopa's goons, uh, Iggy and Spike, mistake Daniela for Daisy. Uh, and we find out they're the reason all the girls have been going missing in Brooklyn. So they immediately kidnap Daniela the second Mario leaves. Uh, Luigi and Daisy walk to her place and have maybe what, what's one of the worst conversations I've ever heard two people have. <laughs> For as much chemistry as Lekozamo and Hoskins have in this movie, uh, Lekozamo and Mathis have zero chemistry. Oof. That's unfortunate. It is very, very unfortunate. Which, to be fair, most of their interactions past this point is going to be Daisy yelling Luigi and Luigi yelling Daisy, usually uh, on opposite sides of a room. Great. Great, good. Yep, wonderful. Uh, but like on the way back, they're like, "Oh, you know, if you, I know this date's horrible, if you want me to leave, uh, I no no questions asked, I'll go ahead." But the other person's like, "Oh, I was about to say the same thing. Actually, we love each other. This is great." She's like, "You want to go to the dig site? Check out dinosaur bones?" He's like, "Yeah, that sounds rad." So they go to the dig site, walk into an old sewer pipe where they find fossils of of dinosaurs that appear to have opposable thumbs. Uh, and Luigi decides this is a time to make a move and say that he loves her, which is like, buddy, first date, man. But yeah. she, seems, she seems cool with it, so whatever. Uh, but then we find out that a pipe bursts and Scapelli's goons run away. They sabotage the pipes to basically flood the site. So Luigi gets Mario and Mario's like, Scapelli this? I'm going down there. I'm going to find him, beat him up and repair the pipes. And so they go down there, fix the pipes. Koopa's goons show up, knock out the brothers and kidnap Daisy. And then Mario and Luigi wake up and chase after them. So they get to a dead end of that seemingly nowhere else to go, but they hear like Daisy's voice and they're like, well, what the heck is going on? And then they see Daisy's face just like sand its way out of the wall. <laughs> and they're like, oh sh- shit, what? And eventually she like pushes most of her body out. And we find that she's like always constantly wearing this like meteorite pendant. And so like Luigi like goes and accidentally takes the pendant from her as uh, Daisy's completely pulled through. So Mario and Luigi are like, wow, that's kind of weird. And Luigi goes, hey, I got this feeling. Mario's like, no, you don't. And Luigi's like, yeah, I do. I'm going to jump through the wall. And Mario's like, please don't do that. And then Luigi's like, I'm going to jump through the wall and jump through the wall. And then Mario's like, ah, what the hell? Okay. So then he jumps through the wall as well. And he goes into like a weird LSD cave and then falls out of another wall. So Mario and Luigi run out into a busy street as he continue to chase Koopa's goons. Like, they're running past, like, 
these giant walls of fungus and everything. It's like really, really nasty looking. Mm-hmm. And they end up on a street that looks like an electric playground, just lit up with so many light bulbs you could possibly see. Everything is like basically hooked up to electricity, including the cars, which are basically like hooked up to a grid, like they're like street cars and whatnot. Uh-huh. Right. Like sparks are everywhere. Uh, we see neon signs telling people to go to places like Bullet Bills, Whopper Stompers, the vote for Koopa. Um, and in one of the lead scenes, also a a uh, Koopa theme, a Koopa Kino is what it's called, a uh, strip club. Uh-huh. Uh, it should be noted that every time I say the word strippers or strip club, it is a deleted scene. Of course, yes. <laughs> Those scenes were deleted, except for one notable one, which I will point out. <laughs> so Mario's like, where the hell are we? Um and they're, like, walking around, and, like, they see, like, weird dino people, and they're like, this is so strange. They find out the rest of this world are just, like, small dinosaurs, like, copies and whatnot. And, like, they find people have strollers with eggs in them. Also, for some reason, dude just rides a bicycle off the side of a bridge for no discernible reason. That just happens. <laughs> so Mario jokes, oh, he must be in the Bronx, and they, like, run off to see if they can't find out what's going on. So back in a weird hotel-slash-office, that we find out this is King Koopa's hideout. And he's upset that humans in an alternate dimension have all the resources and his people are stuck with nothing because the meteorite didn't kill the dinosaurs. No, it just put them in a pocket dimension underneath Brooklyn. Somehow. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Why not? (laughs) So Koopa needs the meteorite pendant to fuse the world together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he needs... And apparently only the princess can do this. Something that Koopa's girlfriend, who's not going to be named until like literally the very end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> so she's just going to be referred to as Koopa's girlfriend from this point forward. It's sure. totally not down for. She's like, oh, what do you need a princess? I'm your girlfriend. Like this is basically this mm. entire thing is just called Koopa and his girlfriend do not have good communication. And so things mm-hmm. are constantly misinterpreted between the two. Great. So Great. Again, That's a fun dynamic. Oh, it's uh, terrible. So Iggy and Spike, we find out are Koopa's uh, not only goons, but also his cousins, show up and report they've captured a princess. And he's like, great. Uh, but he also reports that the plumbers have the meteorite, which Koopa's like, plumbers? In one of the best line deliveries I've ever seen Dennis Hopper have. <laughs> and so Koopa puts out a plumber alert. <laughs> he literally says, I'm putting out a plumber alert and puts a bounty on their heads. <laughs> So, back with Mario and Luigi, they are they immediately run into a kind old lady who immediately robs them of their meteorite pendant with a cock gun that's made up to look like a stun gun. Uh-huh. Like, it is the worst attempt to make a prop I've ever seen. Yep. This old lady is then immediately picked up and thrown onto the street into oncoming traffic by a giant lady wearing a red spiky coat. Uh, red spiky coat, even. This old lady is nuts, by the way. Like, she lands like, mm-hmm. in, like in like a convertible and it immediately just gets up and just stun guns the driver, which <laughs> just causes a giant car crash, like with cars flipping around and exploding and whatnot. This lady kills so many people for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. By the way, car crashes just happen constantly in this movie. Like, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I've given the production and everything, but mm-hmm. I'm dish. Uh, yeah, like. It's, it's amazing. So we find out this giant woman is named Big Bertha, which uh, Big Bertha is the name of the Big Bull Bills, by the way. Right. Hey, everyone. This is Michael from the future. I just want to give a small little correction here. Big Bertha is actually not the Big Bull Bills. Uh, the Big Bull Bills are bonsai bills and have always been known that. Big Bertha is actually the big fish that will eat you in Super Mario Brothers 3, causing you to automatically lose life. Uh, Mario fan, I am incredibly disappointed that I could not remember that at the time. Ugh, time, it, uh, it, it ruins the brain, I guess, as well as this movie. Anyways, back to the podcast. Uh, who, or was one of the names for the Big Bull Bells until they got called Bonsai Bills, but back in the day, it was Big Bertha, mm-hmm. uh, who immediately jumps away with her cool-looking rocket shoes, which are called the Thwomper Stompers. If you ever seen uh, the poster and you see those really, really weird metallic shoes Mario and Luigi are wearing, mm-hmm. those are Thwomper Stompers. They're the coolest thing about the movie, and yep. there's very little of them that... It, they appear so little in this movie. Mm. It's also funny when Big Bertha jumps away, because she's just, like, totally still and calm about it, as she, like, very slowly floats. 
prints away across the street. (laughs) (laughs) There's like no momentum to it. So now Mari and Luigi are down on their luck when a random guitarist with a shaved head except for a small tuft of hair tells them to cheer up and sings a song about how Koopa sucks. He's the worst. He's the poopa. And he's immediately arrested by the cops. This person, by the way, is Toad. Of this course is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good old Toad. Uh, the cops, like, arrest him because of anti-Koopa propaganda. And then the cops arrest uh, Mario and Luigi for being plumbers. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, pl- fair. So back at Koopa's HQ, two large dino men with hulking bodies wearing, like, red trench coats with incredibly tiny heads. Um, usually it's, like, either, like, tiny round heads or tiny mm-hmm. dinosaur heads. Uh, throw Daisy into a locked room. And it turns out that's where Daniela and all the other Kenneth women are. So these large guys are called the uh, Goombas. Uh, they're basically incredibly, incredibly stupid uh, animals that are very bad at following orders and are mm-hmm. incredibly easy to distract, as we'll find out. <laughs> they also really like music, which is going to be a reoccurring theme. So back with the car, Toad seems to be super pleased by everything that is happening while Mario and Luigi are freaking out. They get immediately taken to the police station where they're booked by a cop who's getting his back rubbed by the high-heeled foot of a stripper. Uh, this scene is actually in the movie, from what I understand. It's not a good scene. <laughs> it's, it's really weird because it's just happening. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation. Uh, and they're taken to the back to be defungicized. Koopa uh, in this, by the way, is an absolute clean freak. He's like constantly like holding things with like a wet wipe and whatnot. And it turns out it's because, yeah, there's this fungus everywhere and, like, gotta make sure you're clean or whatnot. Otherwise, Koopa's gonna freak out. So, they basically are dunked with blue liquid, they have gas shot down their pants, and the scene is incredibly frenetic as they were just moved from one place to another. They are then jailed with Toad, just kind of tells Mario and Luigi that the king of the world got de-evolved by Koopa into a fungus. And that fungus is wrecking havoc on the town. He's getting their, his revenge! They're like, well, that's dumb, but okay. <laughs> that, that is such a, that's just such a wild plot point that, mm-hmm. oh yeah, the king of the world was turned into a fungus colony. Yeah. yeah like a sentient hive mind fungus colony. Mm-hmm. That just stretched all over the city. Yeah, it's- What? Yeah, it's nuts. And it's going to get even, it's just going to get even weirder as time goes on too. Because it's- this fungus is very much sentient, as we'll find out. Because, like, it's going to be basically helping out Mario mm-hmm. and Luigi throughout the film. So they're brought into questioning, and they meet King Koopa, who for some reason pretends to be a public defender, who's like, yeah, that Koopa's an evil, vicious bastard. You can't trust him. By the way, do you have the meteorite? And they're like, what, what meteorite? And then, so he immediately just gets up and attacks him. And they're like, wait, you're King Koopa. He's like, yeah. He's like, but you said you're evil. He's like, did I lie? He's like... <laughs> Oh, I guess not. And so he tells, Koopa does, tells the cops to take him to the de-evo chamber. So at the chamber, uh, Mario and Luigi watch his toad is strapped into a chair, and he's devolved into one of the hulking dino men, one of the Goombas. And so we find out that's where, like, the Goombas are really mm-hmm. dumb, like, where Koopa's like, oh, Goomba. And the Goomba goes, Goomba, and he dances around. He's like, yeah, that's so <laughs> dumb, but they follow orders. Uh, this particular Goomba, for some reason, is given a harmonica that he just sure. wears around his neck, and so he's just super pleased by this as he walks away. Uh, this is not going to be the last time we see Toad, by the way. He's going to play an integral role in this movie. Of course he will. So, Koopa reveals that he evolved from a T-Rex, and which apparently he likes to prove this, because like Dennis Hopper is constantly walking around doing T-Rex arms. <laughs> which is really funny when you notice it. <laughs> it's really great. Also, during this time, one of Koopa's workers sneezes, and it freaks Koopa out, who immediately has him de-evolved into primordial slime, which becomes very convenient when Mario then pushes Koopa, who slips on the slime, becomes trapped in a de-evolution chair, and is briefly, briefly in a machine when it turns off before people get him out of it. This is something that's going to be an occurring plot point throughout the movie mm-hmm. that is also going to have zero payoff, by the way. Great. Love it. What... Why is he so obsessed with the evolving people? That's a good question. I don't know, actually. I think it's something like he wants to, he wants to prove like he's genetically superior or something like right. that. And he hates the mammals and what they evolved from. And so he's going to just de-evolve them to put them in the rightful place in the hierarchy or something like that. 
That's my interpretation anyways. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's um, he doesn't give too much explanation beyond that. So uh, Mario and Luigi run away. And uh, once again, we, this is where it really is hammered home that the entire city is covered in a fungus. Because mm-hmm. they're like they're running through there. The fungus will like sprout mushrooms that they can take. Um, one of them, one time the fungus tried to give them a literal bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and while they're running away, they're running away from the Goombas who have basically like fire guns that shoot fireballs at them. Uh, and eventually they just steal a cop car and just get into a big old car chase. <laughs> this cop car is cool, by the way, because it's covered in spikes and everything. Like it's mm-hmm. really rad looking. Mm-hmm. So there's like a also a fun little gag like uh, the cops are like in pursuit of them. They're told they are allowed to use unnecessary force, <laughs> which is really great. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the music is playing a very tense version of a Taratella uh, Napolitana. Oh boy, Napolitana. There we go. Taratella Napolitana, which is uh, you've heard of this uh, music. It's the most stereotypical Italian music you've ever heard that you mm. like here in bad restaurants. You know, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's playing for some reason, but Mario is like smashing up cop cars. He's just having a blast. He's like, I'm destroying so many things. <laughs> like the part of the city they're in is like left like a flaming wreck. But eventually Mario takes a wrong turn and literally drives off a cliff into the desert, but is saved by a bunch of fungus. So back at Koopa HQ, Koopa directs his girlfriend to go get Daisy as she's the only one who could withstand the power of the meteorite. So she does this in a huff, but she gets uh, Daisy and tells her, you're a princess. Which Daisy's like, what? You mean you knew my mom and dad? And Koopa's girlfriend's like, yeah, I knew about your mom. She's dead, by the way. And also, we're going to merge the dimensions. There is some implication, by the way, that um, the skeleton that had opposable thumbs that Daisy found earlier was her mom, mm, by the way. Which okay. is, like, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Never confirmed, though. Never confirmed. Okay. So, due to their incompetence, Koopa decides to evolve Spike and Iggy and make them smart. Something that apparently could be done at any point. Okay, yeah, I feel like he maybe would have been helpful to do that earlier, but okay. Uh, we're going to find out it's not, because it turns out they're still going to be bumbling idiots. They're just going to say things like, oh, we have to stand up for the proletariat, instead of, like, not knowing what words mean. Ah, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we also learned that he's made a portable de-evolution gun. That's just a Super Nintendo Super Scope painted black. Sure, yeah. So Koopa then meets up with Daisy, uh, who meanwhile also meets a tiny chained-up dinosaur named Yoshi. Yoshi is very cute. He's a pet of the royal family. <laughs> uh, so like Koopa's like, hey, I have two shots of alcohol. Daisy's like, nah, I'm cool, man. So he just drinks <laughs> both of them. <laughs> And he's like, then just starts being like really creepy towards her. He's like, oh, you're so fresh, so clean. Also, you're a dinosaur lady. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, who's also half fungus because your dad is the fungus king of the mushroom kingdom that it de-evolved. I'm like, I don't know where to start with this plot. I'm at the <laughs> point of what are you talking about? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... It, it it sounds completely ridiculous and nonsensical, doesn't it? It kind of does. Like, okay, so like, let's actually back up. Okay, she she's a princess. Yes, a princess of what? Of the mushroom kingdom. What is the mushroom kingdom? It is the dinosaur land that they all live in that was observed by King Koopa twenty years ago. Why is it the mushroom kingdom? So there's a good question whether it's actually called the mushroom kingdom or he's just being like like, mean and coy about things, just being, uh-huh. oh, he's a fungus king in charge of the Mushroom Kingdom. You can have that, whatever. So he might not actually be called that, but he does mention the words Mushroom Kingdom at one point. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so she has a piece of the meteorite uh, and was abandoned as a small child in the human world. Right. And he needs the meteorite to fuse the dinosaur kingdom slash mushroom kingdom with the regular world because I guess the meteor was a dimension shattering meteor. Yes. With dimension powers. Correct. And only Daisy can do it for some reason. For reasons. Okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And meanwhile, Mario and Luigi are trying to find them, but are failing to do so while being held out by a sentient fungus. Right. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So now that we are caught up, uh, 
like uh back with uh koopa and daisy he's like being like weirdly sexually forward with her and she's right. like ah, i'm not into this but then his face suddenly twitches into a more reptilian form almost like when he was in a de-evolution chamber he actually did de-evolve for a second once again there's gonna be zero payoff for this this is mm-hmm. gonna happen a couple more times and it's just gonna be dropped because once again this movie was rewritten like six times right so uh toad goomba is summoned to take dizzy away dizzy daisy away and we cut to iggy and spike just doing donuts in the desert in a cool vehicle (laughs) just an extended thing where they're just driving in circles it's great okay yeah when they spot the plumbers and then drive off a cliff okay (laughs) that's our contribution to this scene meanwhile luigi and mario have a big old fight about luigi getting them into this mess when they see wreckage of spike in iggy's car so they tie him up and ask him where's daisy and they also find out about the meteorite piece and apparently how it's once it's inserted back into the original meter, it'll meteor, it'll merge the worlds. So they make a deal that if they get them the meteorite piece, they'll get back Daisy and they could just go their separate ways. But the plumbers then say, oh, well, we don't have the stone, but we know who has it. And once they describe the woman, Spike and Iggy tell them, oh, that's Big Bertha. She runs a bar called the Boom Boom Bar. Yeah, let's all team up and go down there and help them and help you get this meteorite piece back. So they immediately like steal a garbage truck and just drive towards the city. So meanwhile, back with Daisy, she's bonding with the chained up Yoshi um, and doing things, being sad. While once again, the plumbers are driving towards Big Bertha's bar. Mm-hmm. And once they get to the Boom Boom Bar, Mario and Luigi dress up in incredibly ostentatious yellow and red suits, respectively. So Mario wearing yellow, Luigi wearing red. They got giant chains and whatnot. And they walk on in with Spike and Iggy. So this place has a bunch of scantily clad women dancing, people dancing to popular 80s and 90s music, including everyone walk, walk the dinosaur, of course. Of course. And there's also wanted signs with their faces all over it. So they immediately, immediately somebody calls them in. So Mario spots Big Bertha and he decides he's going to seduce her because <laughs> he notices she's wearing the meteorite pendant. Mm-hmm. So Mario goes and tries to do this and immediately gets decked in the face. But Mario's undeterred and tries again and asks Bertha, punch him again. It was wonderful. And she goes, dance with me and I'll hit you as much as you'd like. So I guess it works. Sure, I guess. This- <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> kind of a turn. <laughs> So they get they have a slow dance while Spike and Iggy look on. Mario spots the meteorite pendant around her neck and tries to get a bath by like taking it with her teeth when he does a dip or uh-huh. undoing it while they slow dance, among others. Mm-hmm. And eventually he does and sneaks away. And she's just like absolutely heartbroken about this. She's like, I can't believe somebody would do this to me. <laughs> I can't believe the man I robbed would rob me. Wow. I I'm I'm just I'm trying to understand why it was decided that these are the series of events that should happen to move the plot forward. It's almost like maybe this was from a different part of the script. It's uh, almost like Yeah, and then another script writer came in and said, Oh, well this is already filmed, so let's just do something different here to connect this. <laughs> what if this happens? Yeah. What if for some reason there's a random hip hop number between Iggy and Spike? That's admittedly only deleted scenes, but it's also incredibly important because it's the one that establishes that they're like, actually, Mario and Luigi know what's going on, and we should overthrow the government. (laughs) (laughs) This is only in deleted scenes. So when they're later arrested for trying to overthrow the government, if you're just watching like the DVD copy of this, it Uh comes out of left field. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) They're trying to do what now? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, just as this happens, the cops show up and arrest Iggy and Spike, once again, as Walk the Dinosaur plays. So, in order to keep the meteorite away from Koopa's girlfriend, who also shows up there with the cops, uh, they basically try to play keep away, throwing it between them, but that fails, and Koopa's girlfriend gets it, cackles, and runs away. So, cops chase Mario and Luigi, but Big Bertha shows up and takes them to the back room. She's like, here, take my boots, the Thwomper Stompers. You can use that to jump out the window. She then kisses Mario, and Mario is super pleased about this. He's like, hell yeah, I seduced this lady. (laughs) (laughs) And then they immediately jump out the window. Where's Mario's girlfriend in all of this? She is trapped in King Koopa's HQ. Yeah. There's constant scenes that I am not talking about here where basically Daisy and a bunch of incredibly stereotypical New Yorkers talk Mm -hmm. with each other and basically are catty to each other. 
Ah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, they jump into a garbage truck to eventually escape the Goombas. Back with Koopa, he goes into a room with a chair and a giant fungus stalactite, who he then tells him that he thinks he can have... He tells him that, oh, you want to keep the Mushroom Kingdom for yourself? Sure, you could have it, because soon I'll have the meteorite, and I'll just rule the human world. And he tells him, pull together, slime bucket. And then, like, the big piece of fungus gets sad, and that's where we learned, oh, that's, that's King Fungus! He's the former leader of the Mushroom Kingdom, or Dino Land, or whatever, Dino Hatton, whatever the hell they are, whatever this place is uh-huh. called. And it's like, the thing is like horrifying looking, like slime constantly dripping off of it is the most disgusting looking thing in the world. <laughs> we also then get a random cut, which I believe is a deleted scene, but it's hilarious, where Koopa calls a pizza place via video phone and just orders a dinosaur pizza while holding a gun to the TV. <laughs> But not in a threatening manner. Like, the person on oh. the other line is just like, oh, yeah, you want this, this, and that. It's like, yeah, hold the mammal. It's like, all right, cool, man. He, while he's just pointing a gun at the screen. It's so good. <laughs> By the way, this pizza gets referenced later in the actual cut of the film, but without any of this context. Not that you really needed it, but it's just this random thing where he's like, your pizza's here, sir. He's like, I have no time for that. You're like, what? Okay, cool. Like, The jokes in this movie Mm -hmm. read like a Mel Brooks script. Not in that they're funny, but in that they just sort of happened because someone had an idea for a joke right here. Yeah. Yeah, it's just somebody wanted to, like, throw a gag in there at the last minute, and they just did. You know, some, like, really on-the-nose, like, visual metaphor. Like, what if he ordered a pizza? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, told him to hold the mammal. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, because you get it? Yeah, and then later there'll be a payoff in it when they say, hey, sir, your pizza's here, but it's in the middle of a tense scene. You know, cut the tension. Right. Yeah, it's really, really stupid. So Mario and Luigi get to Koopa's tower and they sneak in. Uh, They're still wearing their incredibly loud suits, by the way. Okay, which, why did they have those to begin with? So they can sneak into the club. Okay, were they disguises? Not really. Okay. They just were like, well, we got to dress for the club. So they did. <laughs> so Mario's disturbed by all the pipes and plumbing not being serviced, and that gives him the idea to shut off all the valves to make the building super cold and, you know, distract the Goombas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There is zero payoff for this, by the way. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So doing this, though, does trip the alarm, and they decide they need to change clothes, and they conveniently find plumber's clothes in their iconic colors. Mm. So there you go. That's how they're wearing, you know, Red and red and blue and uh, green and blue. And Have they, they not been wearing their iconic clothes the whole movie till now? Yep, this is the first time they wear them. I see. Yeah, and so there's a big triumphant shot of them in the elevator, mm-hmm. uh, where they're wearing the you know Whopper Stompers and their clothes and whatnot. And you're like, ah, there we go. They're finally the Mario Brothers. So they take an elevator up, and it gets into an incredibly long scene where they are just constantly hiding behind Goombas. Like, Goombas will walk in, they have to walk behind them, mm-hmm. but the Goombas don't notice because they're dumb. And then more Goombas will show up and not have to hide behind them, and, like, it's all getting, like, like worse and worse. But then they hear, like, a slow melody playing in the, in the elevator, and Luigi gets this idea of, like, what if we start slowly swaying the Goombas side to side, and that'll just eventually cause them to start dancing with each other, <laughs> which they start doing! And they use that to escape out of the elevator through a hatch in the roof. Really stupid. Yeah, that might as well happen. It might as well happen. (laughs) They do establish multiple times in the movie after this point that Goombas just love dancing. Oh, okay. I'm glad that we retroactively explained why that worked out. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many scenes where they'll just start dancing with each other. (laughs) Great. So... Meanwhile, Iggy and Spike are brought before King Koopa, and King Koopa's told about how they sort of tried to overthrow his government, which he is very disappointed by, and then mm. orders them killed. Mm. They are taken away when Koopa's girlfriend decides, hey, maybe I can help you take over the human worlds? Which Koopa misinterprets as them wanting to talk about the relationship, and he's like, there are saboteurs in my tower, I don't have time for this, I need the princess! Which she misinterprets as him being romantically interested in her, she decides right. to betray him. So that so back with Daisy, Goomba Toad shows up alongside Koopa's girlfriend. Like he's holding a piece of meat and she's like, Oh, I'm a vegetarian. Do you have steamed vegetables? He's like, rah, 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 rah. 
shake head, walks out. And so Koopa's girlfriend, who we finally learned her name is Lena, uh, she decides that, hey, listen, I can help you escape. And Daisy's like, great. She's like, I'm going to stab you now. She's like, that's not what I meant. (laughs) But she is saved by Yoshi, who sticks his tongue out and like drags her over to him and then tries to eat her. Unfortunately, she is much larger than Yoshi, and he gets stabbed. Ah. Right. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And Daisy runs away. So she runs down the halls when she runs into Toad Goomba again with a plate of, like, vegetables because she's a vegetarian. He's like, look at me. <laughs> Be proud of me. So she freaks out and runs away and runs into more Goombas carrying Spike and Iggy. And this causes a big old distraction that allows them to all get away while Toad Goomba is shot with flame guns and set on fire. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So Daisy's like, we gotta put them out. So she finds a very convenient fire extinguisher and puts them all out. And then they all run away again. So Iggy and Spike take Daisy to her father, the mucus stalactite, which she's incredibly disturbed by. And they're like, well, we'll leave you two to talk. We're gonna leave now. (laughs) (laughs) So back with Mario and Luigi, they get to a pit that they need to jump across. Something they would have been nice to... Oh, I forgot. They just leave their Thwomper Stompers behind the elevator? Why? Eh. Wait. Didn't... Did they, they use them before? They used them to jump out of um, the Boom Boom Bar, and that's about it. Oh. Yeah, the big thing that, like, is on the posters and whatnot, and maybe, like, one of the few cool things about this movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're gonna use it once. Okay, so the shot where they step into the elevator in their iconic clothes with the Thwomper Stompers is immediately followed by them leaving behind the, th- the Thwomper Stompers. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think they wanted to establish the scene where they try to jump across a, a pit and fail to do so, and the city-wide fungus saves them. And also gives uh, Luigi a bomb bomb as well. Sure. I feel like maybe this pit scene was written before the Thwomper Stompers existed to solve the problem. Yeah, probably. And then they just retroactively had to figure out a way to get that out. Yeah. Right. That sounds about right. So back with Daisy, uh, she finds a chained up stabbed Yoshi um, as Daisy like tries to like also communicate with her m- mucus father. Mm-hmm. So she undoes like uh, Yoshi's collar and uh, Yoshi's like, oh, yeah, here's a gun. <laughs> huh? Here's the thing, though. The gun is a control device. Basically, it's like a zapper that she uses to like control like uh, different buttons on the screen that allows her to access the comp system in the entire building. Yeah, you know that earlier scene where Koopa was ordering a pizza threateningly? Mm-hmm. No, the, the gun is necessary to operate the TV screen. Why? I don't know. I just do. <laughs> okay. This... I can't even guess. I can't even guess why was this written this way. There's there's too many options. There are too many options. And really, the answer is called somebody wrote it this way and then somebody else came along and forgot that it existed. But it was already right. filmed, so they included it. So uh, she like spots Mario and Luigi and is like, oh, yeah, I'm up in uh, the Dievo chamber. Come up and get me. And so they're like, all right, they start making their way up there. So back with Koopa, he gets a call from the police that they are in place to de-evolve the mammals on his command. And Koopa's like, I didn't order this. And he's like, they're like, yeah, you did. Uh, your, your girlfriend, Lena, showed him, said, hey, yeah, Koopa's ordering this. And Koopa's like, oh, no, she has the meteorite piece. And also, she's betrayed me. Arrest her. Wait, how are they going to de-evolve the mammals? So they are, the Goombas now all have de-evo guns. Right. And once the meteorites put in place, the worlds will emerge, the Goombas will be there, oh, okay. and they'll just start shooting people. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Mario brothers meet up with Daisy, who introduces them to her father. Uh, Mario is not amused. He's like, this thing is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Luigi th- seems is pretty cool, though. And also Luigi realizes, oh, your dad's been helping us this entire time. That's great. Daisy then goes, oh, hey, how's uh, Daniela, by the way? And Mario's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Daisy's like, she, she got kidnapped. Mario's like, she did? Okay, I gotta go rescue her. You two kids hang out. And so Mario goes off in one direction. Luigi and Daisy run through a door and it runs straight into a bunch of Koopas and Koopa, who's like, oh, that's nice. Well, we need you for the invasion, so come with us. So back with Lena, she walks into a service tunnel and is immediately arrested. Now, in a deleted scene, she makes a deal with the cops to let her go. 
a deal that absolutely makes sense because there doesn't seem any be any payoff for this is just is justification for how she's just going to be walking around on the streets later on in about five mm-hmm. minutes. Right. So back with Mario, he breaks into the holding cells where Daniela and the rest of the girls are trying to communicate silent, silently between each other. But then one of the girls just yells out Mario's name and the Goombas in there is like, oh, hey, hi. Uh, Mario proceeds to knock out the Goomba and he escaped by jumping into a pipe and sliding down on it with a mattress while the Goombas pursue them. They then fly out of the pipe into the city streets in a way that makes it look like the mattress is very slowly gliding while they all freak out. Uh Uh-huh. And then for some reason, another man on a bicycle crashes for no reason. Oh, okay. Because they just like that pratfall for some reason. Sure. So back with Koopa, he has brought the meteorite from Lena, and he prepares the invasion when Mario and the girls just sort of fly into him. And so Koopa's like, oh, crap, well, I'm going to hold you up with my flame gun. (laughs) And while he's he's monologuing, uh, Mario grabs a conveniently placed Thlomper Stomper and turns it on, which just flies to the Koopa and knocks him over the railing. Mario goes after him, and Luigi tells him, hey, man, Mario, trust the fungus. (laughs) Mario's like, what? And he he gives him um, his tool belt, which contains a piece of fungus and the bomb. So Mario's like, whatever, okay. Meanwhile, Lena, who's very much not under arrest for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, she's just walking down the street, just punching random people. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so when Mario gets to jump on uh, King Koopa, he causes him to drop the meteorite, which Lena catches, but she falls over a railing and is electrocuted, which does not kill her somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario pretends to have the meteorite, while Lena runs away, yelling, the universe is mine, and runs towards the meteorite. Mario is then cornered on a catwalk and reaches to his pocket and pulls out a bomb bomb, which causes everyone to freak out and run away. Mario winds it up and it gently sets it down and slowly walks to where a concerned King Koopa, but then just falls through the cracks. And then Koopa's like, yeah, that worked out for you now, didn't it? <laughs> so Mario has to delay him by pretending that he has the meteorite. Like he, he has like the string the meteorite was attached to. He's like, you want it? Come again. And like Koopa's like, I could shoot you, but I won't. <laughs> uh-huh. Slowly walk towards you. So, Luigi and Daisy and the girls watch as Lena puts the piece of the meteorite back into the big meteorite as a whole, which causes her to explode into a skeleton. <laughs> so she's dead now. Okay. And Daisy realizes, oh, that's why Koopa needed me. I'm the only one who could survive putting the piece into the meteorite. So... Regardless, though, Lena does succeed in causing the worlds to start merging. Uh, Mario and Koopa are then suddenly like disintegrate, and the worlds begin to merge, and they reappear back at the dig site. So, back in the real world, before this all happens, the girls are trying to convince everyone that invasion is on, when all of a sudden, in a deleted scene, mind you, the mm-hmm. twin towers suddenly are replaced by destroyed versions of themselves, and a bunch of mm. Goombas show up. I cackled out loud at that. By the yeah, way. that, that, uh, hmm. <laughs> that's, oh boy. <laughs> that's a scene that, it's weird because that scene was already deleted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they reinserted it into the, into this, uh, this extended cut. Yep. So Mario and Koopa also show up and everyone there, like, at the dig site who, like, wasn't believing the girls now freaks out because, like, mm-hmm. a dinosaur person is here. And so, so uh, Scapelli is also here as well. He has zero sure. lines, but he's just standing there just being like, I'm a monster. And sure. Koopa grabs a D-Evo gun and immediately tries to shoot Mario, but misses. And his Capelli instead turning him into a chimpanzee. Everyone, and I do literally mean everyone, laughs and thinks this is great. They're like, yeah, <laughs> fuck that dude. <laughs> Which, honestly, at that point, the movie could have just ended. People yeah. were like, Koopa, you're a hero. <laughs> but no... Koopa decides to try to murder Mario now and everyone freaks out. But Mario remembers the words, trust the fungus. And he holds up the mushroom that was in Luigi's belt, which somehow stops the beam. Uh, and basically like causes like Koopa to fly away. Uh, back with the meteorite, Daisy and Luigi are trying to pry the f- fragment out for the meteorite and succeed, defusing the world and sending Koopa and Mario back. I, I don't know why Mario as well, but it does. Mm, okay, yeah, sure. So we also see that, like, during all this, like, the bomb bomb was slowly walking through the streets, freaking people out, falling into crevices, walking underneath grates and whatnot. Uh, clearly, this, like, Schrodinger's bomb right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
um or Chekhov's Chekhov's bomb there we go that's what that's the proper one it's kind of both really kind of both yeah it's like is it is it going to explode is it not who knows who knows we'll find out so Daisy and Luigi run to Toad Goomba, who gives him D-Evo guns. He's just like, I got guns for you. Why does he keep having, why do people just randomly keep having guns? <laughs> you know, there's just a lot of guns in this. Like Yoshi has the TV gun, Toad has a just D-Evolution guns out of nowhere. Old lady has a stun gun, yeah. Everyone has guns. This place, as a Texan, I appreciate it, but not really. So... Like, they, like, Mario's about to be, like, de-evoed by Koopa when Luigi jumps in with a Thwopper Stoppers and two guns and has one to to Mario. And they immediately de-evolve Koopa uh, just as a bomb bomb walks underneath him and explodes. And Koopa is launched into a giant coal bucket. And then a T-Rex emerges. But that doesn't last long because he's de-evolved to, into primordial slime and dies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. The city then cheers, and in a deleted scene, the pizza delivery man finally shows up, yells, eat this with a smile, and throws a pizza box on top of the slime. The Super Mario Overworld music then plays. Luigi and Daisy kiss. King Toadstool, by the way, or King Fungus, or whatever the heck his name is, mm-hmm. magically re-evolves, by the way, and is, sure. and is somehow wearing a suit. Back at the meteorite, Daisy opens a portal so they can all go home. Except Daisy decides to stay behind to help things get settled in her home. Luigi is sad, but Mario tells her tells him she needs to let that he needs to let go. And so they walk through the portal while Mario looks at her like she said something racist or something. Like he, <laughs> like he has a face like he is like disgusted with her. It's <laughs> what's it? It's weird. So Yoshi and Toad Goomba wave goodbye as well. So three weeks later, Mario and Daniela and Luigi are at home and they find out there on TV due to the heroics and called the Super Mario Brothers. Then, out of nowhere, future resistance, Daisy! Complete with, like, flame gun and for some reason grenade launcher grenades, like, strapped onto mm-hmm. bandoliers, shows up and tells the brothers she needs their help. And Mario goes, Alright, I'm on it! And Luigi goes, You actually believe? And Mario's like, Oh yeah, I believe everything. And they run on off. The end. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right? Wow, that sure was a movie roughly based on a video game with no story rewritten six times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like random. I, one thing I really need to point out is that mm-hmm. I did my best to try to make this as coherent as possible. Right. Unlike the six script writers who worked on mm-hmm. this. And so I've actually jumbled up the scenes a little bit so that I'm not constantly being like, Mario did this, Daisy did this, Mario did this, Daisy did this. Because they would do things like, there'll be like a minute scene where like Daisy's just talking to Yoshi and then Mario's like running through the streets. Then back to Daisy being like, that King Koopa is mean. Back to Mario running through the streets some more. And it's like, you could have consolidated this. What the heck? Right. Yeah, so I tried my best to make this more coherent. And yeah, going through this is like, this nothing about this makes sense. I'm sure editing on this movie was a nightmare. Oh, absolutely. Like, how do you save this movie? You, you don't. But how do you even figure out what is, what is even the order of this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think you, if you want to, like, edit this movie and save it, I think you have to cut out, like, all the, almost all the Daisy scenes in, like, kind like Dinotopia, of. except for, like, a couple but if you do that, you're probably cutting out an additional 20 minutes or so. Right. And now this movie like, becomes like, what, like 80 minutes, which is not not good. Not great. I'm I am almost reminded of like Kafka, where mm. his transcripts are so incomplete that people are still unsure what is even the order of the things he wrote. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess this goes here. I don't know. Yeah. This doesn't appear to have anything to do with anything, but... Uh, Koopa orders a pizza. Yeah, Koopa orders a pizza, and then there's a callback to that because it's comedic somehow. I don't know. Yeah, and a lot of that's like a lot of the humor that isn't Iggy and Spike just like bantering back and forth to each other, which sometimes does go on a little too long in of its own right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just just the most funny, yeah, like, like you said, like Mel Brooks style, just random gags thrown in this for the sake of having gags. Right. 
almost like once again at one point this was supposed to be serious and then it became mm-hmm. humorous and then it became serious again and then it became humorous again and so just there's just jokes that are just there yeah it's it is so incomprehensible and like it should also be pointed out that that final scene that almost seems like a sequel hook wasn't actually a sequel hook it's just a homage to a homage to uh back to the future because the uh, right last person to write the film was like Back to Future School, what if we just kind of made a little reference to that? Right. Which, to be fair, is, like, most of the scripts. Yeah. It's like, well, that thing was popular. What if we did that, but with mushrooms, dinosaurs? Yeah, that would... Jumping, stompy boots, guns? Yeah, what if more guns? That'd be cool, right? The guns are cool. Yeah, everyone likes guns. What if guns were used to do literally everything? (laughs) Oh no, we ran out of money. What if we just have this random cock gun? What if we just painted it white? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool, right? Yeah, it's... It is such an incomprehensible movie. Like, there's some things about that I really like. Like, I actually do like Dennis Hopper's King Koopa an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I like how he's constantly doing T-Rex arms and just obsessed <laughs> with cleanliness. Like, that's like a lot of fun, but like every time he's like in the scene, it's like, like, I can see why Dennis Hopper was so upset, because it just seems like his lines are random, almost like they mm-hmm. were just written day of. Yeah. Like, I really like Mario and Luigi's banter back and forth. I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a constant through line in the movie, at the very least, so they did that right, right at least. Yeah. But then, like, stuff like Big Bertha and just, like, her robbing Mario, but then immediately being smitten with him later. Like, what? Okay, cool, I guess. The Thwomper Stompers being only in a couple of scenes, even though they're maybe the most iconic part of the film. Like, mm-hmm. even Toad Goomba is, like, weirdly underutilized despite yeah, being like, so wh- many scenes. He is there to deliver the necessary props in one scene mm-hmm. and is otherwise just kind of around? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it makes it makes very little sense why they went with that. But that's what they did. Yeah, it's... It's it's a real collection of scenes, Alex. It's a real mm-hmm. collection of scenes. So, uh, do, do you feel like you uh, you missed something by not watching this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Ah, but yeah, it's um, it's a real mess of a movie. I'm like, it's bad. It's a bad movie. I'm happy yeah. I rewatched it, but man, is it a bad movie? Ah, but and then maybe that's maybe the best place to kind of end this year. Alex, do you have any final thoughts? I'm still hung up on the guy who got turned into a hive mind spore colony. Mm-hmm. Like, that is that is such a wild and cool concept for just a completely different story. Yeah. Than the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, that is existential body horror. It really is. It to, really, like, really a ridiculous is. degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like... They could have played around with that, like, quite a bit more, other than, like, there's a fungus and occasionally just hands Luigi things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, ma- like many other things, like, many things in this, there's, like, a lot of really good ideas that are just underutilized. Right. It, it, they also only paid, like, slight lip service to how horrifying a position that puts Koopa in, mm-hmm. that he basically created this unkillable entity that despises and wants to see him undone mm-hmm. there's like that that would be nightmarish it would be like you think you eliminate your political rival and then he just turns into fungus mm-hmm. and just covers the city to the point where he becomes a legend yeah yeah that is <laughs> it is horrifying absolutely horrifying god that's so that's such a wild idea it is and also leads to, like, this weird thing of, like, what happens if Daisy ever got de-evolved? What would she right. evolve into? Because she's half dinosaur lady and half fungus lady. Yeah, would you just get, like, man. mushroom dinosaurs sprouting up everywhere and just mauling everyone? You would get a Breloom. <laughs> yeah! Oh, my favorite punch mushroom dinosaur from Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell yeah! <laughs> Alright, there we go. Now I'm cool with this. Alright, yeah, there we did. We We solved it. We solved it. <laughs> and if you want to solve the mystery of this podcast episode and wonder how Super Mario Brothers even came to be in the first place, you should go to ftp.podbean.com or search for Fallen Through Potholes on your podcast service of choice. Uh, leave us a review and give us a follow. We would really appreciate that. 
And Alex, thanks for doing this with me as always. Of course. And take care, everybody. Take care.